Hi everyone, um, my name is Saadatu and all my friends call me Fali and you're listening to the first episode of Taking the Leap um, podcast. With me is my good friend, my sister, who I've learned so much from, Amina. Yeah, um, hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. My name is Amina Ibrahim and I'm a legal practitioner, same as Fali, and obviously we have diverse interests and as the podcast goes on, we'll be introducing ourselves and telling you little snippets about who we are as people. But for today's podcast, we're, talk- we're going to be talking about um, taking a lip because basically almost every individual dreams about starting their own business but unfortunately only four percent of businesses get to make it to the 10th year anniversary and a lot of businesses you know collapse along the way and finally we'll be sharing her thoughts on the factors that make businesses work and things that people should consider in you know um taking that leap so yeah over to you Fali. So hi, I feel in addition to taking the leap in businesses, I look at us taking a leap in our lives generally. Because um, for me personally, the last leap, audacious leap I recall I've taken was when I left my job um, in big law in 2017. And I started Hamu Legal. Actually, I started another law firm before calling it um, Hamu Legal. And for me, it was the most challenging and learning experience I've had. And I think it transformed me as an individual, transformed me as a leader, and it gave me a better understanding of people, not just from a business perspective, but in terms of how they think, what ticks them what they are passionate about Mm -hmm. you know so it just it was it was quite it still is it's quite an engaging and learning experience right so what would you say for example if um i'm an employee and i'm looking to make that leap i'm looking to take that leap and start on my own business and obviously in my opinion law firms are startups as well people Mm -hmm. don't tend to consider that the the law is a business people look at it more as a profession mm-hmm. and less as a business but actually the core aspect of having a successful practice is having a successful business because if your law firm does not make it as a business a lot of the aspects that make the profession work will not survive mm-hmm. for example having great technology to you know give the services that you give to your clients being able to be on top of things, you won't be able to cultivate that aspect of the business of the firm. So what would you say, in your opinion, would be the factors that um, a young professional or even an old professional should take into consideration if they're looking to take that leap Mm. that we're talking about? Hmm. So I think for me, in terms of taking leaps from a career perspective, it's important to determine one what you want to achieve mm-hmm. um, with your life it's not an answer all of us know to be honest right but i feel once we're in a working environment mm-hmm. and we feel our journey here has come to an end right we know it we feel it mm-hmm. but we decide you know what 
I will just hold on for a few seconds. Right. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to feel better about it. But I think being audacious to listen to that part of us that is telling us, you know what, yeah. I need you to take that leap or I need you to go out of your current mm-hmm. comfort zone and move into the next level. Even if you don't know what it is, you don't have all the answers. So sometimes it's okay to listen to your gut. Because for for me, for example, I mean, I I went for a meeting, Mm -hmm. but it was something that had been in my mind for about almost a quarter. Right. And I had even engaged with one of the partners in the firm. I'm like, I'm not feeling. I'm, I'm looking at exploring other options. Right. This is what I'm considering. I was considering moving to school at that time as mm-hmm. soon as I resigned. I was like, well, that's a brilliant decision because it was, because we always use school as a transition phase. Right. You know? Yeah. And school didn't happen, but my eyes were opened to other mm-hmm. opportunities, not just um, in in the practice of law, but in my ability to help other businesses right. succeed. Yeah. So basically, if I'm hearing you correctly, one of the things that is important if you're trying to take that leap is to look at it from the perspective of what value am I adding to the lives of others? Mm-hmm. Like, what contribution can I make to society? Mm-hmm. How can I make people's lives better? And it's not just something that you consider when you're thinking about other businesses it applies to the business of law as well mm-hmm. and I think there, um, a few a couple of months ago maybe a, a year ago I was listening to a show that Shaquille O'Neal mm-hmm. one of the Lakers um, former Laker player um, was being interviewed in a business show and obviously the interviewer was asking him like what do you take into consideration when you're about to make an investment or mm-hmm. when you're about to go into a new business and something that Shaquille said that struck a chord with me is something that a lot of people do not consider in you know starting business because mm-hmm. fortunately or unfortunately one of the core considerations in starting business or in taking the leap is how much money can I make yeah <laughs> yeah so obviously that's an important consideration mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be the overall only... consideration and Shaquille did say something you know quite unique to me at that mm-hmm. time what he said was what he considers before he makes any investment is how, what impact will this make in the lives of people? Wow. Yeah. So basically, you really have to sit back and ask yourself, like, this profession that I'm going into, this leap that I'm trying to make, how can it change people's right. lives? Right. Because if it does add value to people like people's lives, mm-hmm. it would always be relevant. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what sustains a business mm-hmm. in the long term. Mm-hmm. So what, what would be your perspective on that? I think that's uh, that's very deep. Like Shikil right. is a really deep guy. I didn't even know he was like. I know, right? Oh my god! <laughs> but yes, um, in terms of the impact you're going to make in people's yeah. lives and the value you add, I think I should have mentioned earlier. I'm very passionate about people, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that inspire me the most to do what I do here and continue pushing every day, even when it gets tough, is right. the people I work with. Because I believe that everyone has the potential mm-hmm. to do anything and be whoever they want to be. Right. Everyone just wants a platform to be able to bring out their best self. 
Mm-hmm. Um, two, you need people who also see you even before you see yourself. Because I believe that was the opportunity I had. Mm-hmm. So when That's I the people who see you even before you see yourself. Yeah. How do you how do you figure out the people that see you? How do you gravitate towards that? Because um, you've spoken about two things that I find quite profound. Mm-hmm. You've talked about um, looking for the correct platform that works for you, mm-hmm. and then leaning or gravitating towards people that see you. Some don't even, I feel like a lot of people don't even recognize when they're being seen. Right. So how do you navigate all of that? I think it's it's um, it's two ways. One is right. you want to identify the right platform mm-hmm. because likes always attract likes. You tend to gravitate towards people who inspire you, who yeah. you want to be like, mm-hmm. who you know, you just want to say, when I grow up, I want to be like you. Like I used to tell you whenever I saw you at CAC. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so the reality is, so that platform, that's why I said it's yeah. really critical. Right. And so once we are all, we find ourselves in mm-hmm. that space. Right. If the platform is right, challenges will be put yeah. to us. And don't be afraid of don't, challenges, So right? it depends on how we embrace it. Because mm-hmm. at that stage of coming in, you have to prove yourself right so once you've proved yourself oh i'm competent i can do this mm-hmm. the sky is your floor yeah good i was going to say the limit on this. <laughs> it's just the floor oh, so absolutely. you have to aim higher absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty cool so um i guess what i'm going to lean towards now is having spoken about the the motivating aspects of taking a leap where you should listen to you should listen to yourself should gravitate towards people that you know have your best interest and reflect your core values and obviously you should go to the table where you're welcome Mm. from the business side of things the practical realities Mm. of doing business obviously (laughs) is something that you have to seriously consider right and be realistic about Mm -hmm. so if we're going to talk about the practical aspects of taking that leap mm. and going in, starting a firm, not even a law firm, any business, any business for that matter. Yeah. What would you, what would you, um, what do you recommend <clears throat> are the factors that a serious person should take into consideration before taking that leap? Yeah. So I think like you, like you mentioned earlier, once mm-hmm. you have your values um, in place, right. but I think the success of every business, mm-hmm. it depends on people. People right. inside people outside because once you are a startup mm-hmm. whether you're a law firm whether you're building a product people are not buying into the product people are buying into you because they believe mm. in you right. okay. so for me the most important thing you should do is identify the people that believe in you and if you're considering going to going into business, mm-hmm. build relationships. For me personally, I mm-hmm. al- I always say this. My my perspective right. in terms of the value I could deliver to clients mm-hmm. was transformed with just one engagement. Right. So. Um, is a client I've known where we're family to be honest mm-hmm. and you know she 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 wanted to start a school 
and she was like you know just the way i'm sitting next to you i mean I'm like, right. okay, you know what how about we do this yeah. yeah let's do this it was just like an offhand just an offhand yeah. conversation right. so she was like wait so after we do the registration what's the next step so, so we need to do the licensing process mm-hmm. and all of those things so we did at the time right. the first staff i hired who was just an intern mm-hmm. for me at the time um muhammad alpha he we did you know what they call a startup deck no you have to tell me that's so like when you see you're you're, you're lawyering a lot (laughs) so we did we did like a deck in terms of what we need to do to Mm -hmm. achieve regulatory compliance which is what startups usually do to pitch to investors oh cool okay so it wasn't a write-up it was a visual for her to see okay these are the steps that we need to take these are the dates by this day we did Mm. everything so basically you had like a checklist we did we had everything from registration to licensing Mm -hmm. up to the point of communications and marketing because for for you to put signboards across abuja you also need to so we itemized every single point it takes from that idea to move from it being in her head Mm -hmm. to life So basically, you, you also need to know your business as well. Because if you did not have the requisite skills mm-hmm. to give her the proper advice, yes. you would have failed. Absolutely. Yeah. And it would have seemed like a Herculean task mm-hmm. for her because I'd have given her a, maybe a minimum of a six or 12 page memo. Right. We still sent her the memo. Mm-hmm. But we still also visualized the process right. for her. So she's, she was like, oh, she had no idea lawyers do this. I was like, oh, yes, we deliver legal services differently. You know, that's really interesting because that's something that I feel in terms of the legal profession, mm-hmm. a lot of firms do not even consider. For example, um, there's this show I used to watch on BBC. Mm-hmm. They're basically um, uh, housed, I don't know, construction or architectural firm but what they do that was quite different and very unique is when they had a client instead of like the traditional approach where you just basically show the client a 3d recording or whatever they took it up a notch they had this visualization gear i don't know the right word for it because you know Mm -hmm. i'm just a lawyer but basically (laughs) you are more than a lawyer but, but basically what they did was they had a 3d imprint of the whole property and in a video form and they had this technology or this headpiece that you where did. when you come in they, they fix it on your head and you could literally see yourself in the house wow. that they were going to build for you wow. and it took you through the whole motions of it so what happened with the new client was the client could literally feel themselves in the new property yes so that's exactly what you incorporated mm-hmm. in your meeting with your clients yes. they could see themselves already accomplishing the task that they brought to you so that gave them the comfort of knowing that they're in good hands absolutely and knowing that they're well taken care absolutely. of because it did not seem like this um abstract no it did. anymore it absolutely. seemed obtainable and it seemed realistic so i think that's something that a lot of um new firms or startups or people going into business they can look for that creativity or that creative direction to say how can i do my business differently how can i add value to my client what can i possibly do to make this 
process a lot easier and to make my clients understand what I'm trying to communicate to them because mm -hmm. I feel like with law as well sometimes we get lost in the legalese absolutely and we just you know throw a bunch of words at the client and without like trying to make it make them feel grounded in the process and to understand that this is this process is very easy and to take them through like um, the way you took them through the what the presentation the mm -hmm. that you did the process that you did because it simplifies it and makes their life so much easier and it makes them to trust your skill as well absolutely right absolutely yeah wow wow i like how you put it beautifully but you know amira yeah. for mm -hmm. me like i always say right there is even if you are you are in, innovating in the practice of law mm -hmm. or using design thinking in law as right. we always try to do mm -hmm. i feel there is value that you gain mm -hmm. from working in an actual traditional law practice mm -hmm. or in big law mm -hmm. for me i feel there there are skills mm -hmm. and there are refinements in terms of my work i don't know if you feel the same way you haven't been in big law for us for as long as i'm in big law you are in big law i mean <laughs> okay perspective all right if I feel the same way about yeah, about you know big law helping you become refined in terms of your thinking of and how law practice should be done in a better way. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a massive topic to go into. But in order to just take a crack at it and probably talk a little bit about just a tiny aspect, maybe in the future or in the weeks to come, we'll do an, an entire podcast around oh, that area. But um, I feel like one of the biggest thing that you get to embrace from the big law is just the values and ethics true because you can have all the technology you can have all the people skills but if you don't have the correct values it's just not sustainable Absolutely. and you can't really make it where you need to make it so mm -hmm. having the correct value and having the proper ethics would really solidify all of the other skills that um, a potential business person or an entrepreneur looking to make a live needs to have it mm. would just consolidate it for you I think in my perspective mm. so we'll probably dwell on it a lot so I like I look forward to that because yeah. I feel a lot of young people like mm -hmm. from people out of law school right um, I don't want them to feel to miss out on the opportunity mm -hmm. of getting those refined skills or having those work ethics right it, it's still also very important mm -hmm. there is room for both innovation and also bringing that youthful thinking yeah into those yeah you know yeah more or less traditional practices mm -hmm. but i think this was a good run you think so think we still so. we still have a couple we're trying to keep the podcast short just 20 minutes long so we oh, really bore you guys are we, um, what, what are we on information now? overload i think we've 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 spoken for about 15 minutes. And to me, it seems like we've spoken for a lot of time <laughs> than that. I feel like... Yeah, there's still started. much more yeah, to say. Yeah, there's still so much more to say. But um, just so we make it as packed and as full of relevant information as possible, what would you say would be like the technology that people can really leverage on? Because I feel like a lot of the cost, what people are afraid of in starting new businesses, mm. is the cost of sustaining the business, business. itself. Mm -hmm. And as all good businessmen know, you have to always find creative ways to keep your mm -hmm. costs down. Mm -hmm. So what would you say would be the technologies that people can 
advantage of in order to be, you know, to deliver cutting edge business ideas and to be able to be on top of their client needs? I think invest in a good laptop and a good phone. Oh, okay. That's pretty easy. That's right? pretty, like, in terms of basics. Mm-hmm. Because the number one thing clients appreciate is responsiveness. Right. You must be able to be reachable. You right. must be able to reply your emails. Mm-hmm. You must be able to have the right laptop to do to do business. To do to right. do to do work on documents, do businesses, engage mm-hmm. on Zoom calls, amongst other things. But I yeah, think and, and I heard recently that if you know, you can do like a lot of speaking of Zoom, you can do a lot of your meetings online and Zoom recently introduced a new feature that allows you to have like a 3D background so you don't have to worry about having a messy yeah, yeah. messy area <laughs> for your videos. You can just click on mm-hmm. the Zoom, you know, virtual mm-hmm. background and utilize that and your client will be super impressed Absolutely. thinking that you're in Absolutely. a massive, you know Absolutely. Yeah. Meeting. So I think um utilizing that technology. Yeah. Don't focus on saying, Oh, I need to get an office. Mm-hmm. Um Focus on building systems and processes that work. Yeah, because as otherwise you will become bogged down in doing things that are not lawyering. Right, that's true. If you don't have the right system, because you will only right. start. You would when you once you start, you will be the lawyer, you will mm-hmm. be the practice administrator, you will mm-hmm. be the accountant, you will be, be the, the marketer, you will be you will be, be everything. Especially yeah. it depends on where you're coming from. If you come from big law where you have all the luxuries mm-hmm. you would need. A lot of things that are available for you in just a click of a button or right. a dial on a phone. Yeah. So, but once you start, it's just you. But once you establish systems and processes, mm-hmm. you've identified your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So when you are hiring your team members, mm-hmm. you know what you need. What are the things I am weak at, or what are the gaps I have yeah, in my business that your new that team I'm, member can complement. That a team member can. Uh, Complement. Yeah. So, yeah, those things are very, very um, vital. Useful, very, very vital. Systems mm-hmm. and processes. Invest in the right technology at a start. Yeah. And build relationships because the practice of law is about managing people at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, that is so true. So, do we should we do like rapid fire questions? Sounds good. I'll ask you like three rapid then we wrap this up afterwards okay but um before going into the rapid fire what's like the one law book you would recommend to anyone what has what's your like all-time ultimate faith law book you've ever read do i have one? i know it's not a good question but i actually you know now that you mentioned i'm not even sure i have one <laughs> no i have to like i have to guys i need i need to find a good law book okay okay now but i have a good law series a good law series. Yes. What's your favorite? I love series? the Good Wife. The Good Wife. Yes. Why? I don't know. I love the. I love Diane. I love Alicia. I know mm-hmm. it because they're women, but I just mm-hmm. love it. And there is more. There's a lot of reality in terms of what happens in the practice and the business of law. Yeah. As compared to other shows that I've experienced. Oh, cool. Okay. So, cause it went through them joining as associates, becoming right. partners, mm-hmm. exiting to start a law firm, mm-hmm. having a partnership, breaking a partnership, right. coming back. So it really, really depicted the 360 journey 
of a law business not just being a lawyer that you are interfacing with clients right but it shows you a lot more than that it shows you a lot more than that that's very cool but um speaking of interfacing with clients do you generally do the gifting thing at the end of yeah yeah do you gift and if you do gift what's like your go-to gift to give so we've not we've not done december gifts Mm -hmm. this year but we did ramadan right ramadan gifts um i feel it's important in everything we do to reflect who we are right um and even when engaging with clients i try to respond to them in terms of who they are and where they are so for my gifting it was very interesting actually we didn't customize um it's called Ludei. I don't know what it's called. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I have a friend recently that traveled to Niger, and he did the same thing with like an inscription on it. Yeah. He found like this really creative um, local store yeah. where they had made Ludei. Mm-hmm. It's okay for people that don't know. It's a spoon. The spoon <laughs> that used to take pap. Yeah. It's a ladle. Yeah, a ladle. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll post it on uh, the yeah. socials for the podcast. You can check it out. I will probably recommend Addison's for you. Interested. I think it's a really cool, unique yeah. gift. We did Ludei, we did um, mugs. Right. Um, we from did. We did. You know, what's your plug for mugs? For mugs, we worked with. Um, Asabara? No, 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 it's not Asabara. This is not an ad for her, by the way. But her name is Hafsa Galaudu. Suddenly, the name of the company has. Escaped yes, me, but they're in um, near next Kashankari. Oh, cool. And there's also another company. We worked with two companies right. because we wanted to produce massively. Mm-hmm. So if clients even come, we easily give them merchandise like Hamuligo merch. So oh, cool. the jotters, the mugs. Yeah. I didn't give you any? You've never given me any. I gotta hook you up. <laughs> I would probably raid, raid your, sh- your, your um, store one of the yeah, things and pack everything up. out. So, so um, that's yeah. what we did. So the Ludei was for you to put the kunu inside. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm sure they loved it. People really, really appreciate it. And we had yeah. um, a bookmark mm-hmm. we bought from the gift source that yeah. was silver, really nice. Oh, cool. So we tried to have it engraved, but we were unable to get someone to engrave it properly. But right. I think clients really really love that bookmark so yeah yeah it was it was nice so for us we've done honestly honestly like i feel so sad that we have to end the podcast because we've um limited ourselves to 20 minutes and we've been talking for like almost 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back so um basically the design of the podcast is um this would be a seasonal show so we're hoping that would for the issues that we didn't get to talk about today would um in the next episode we'll hopefully touch on those issues and maybe ground the conversation a little bit so if you have any questions for us any ideas or any pointers you would like to see us um dwell on in the next episode please let us know and we'll hopefully take up your um suggestions and record a podcast that centers itself around what you're looking forward to hearing from us right any last words well guys tune in share with your friends follow us on instagram please do share with your friends yeah love you all see you next week bye guys